Russians. <clears throat> this ain't gonna be easy. Not as easy as it used to be. Well, we've been through worse. Yeah? When? Flensburg. There was twice as many. We were younger. I still am young. We had guns. Put your hands down, will you? You're embarrassing us. You looking for a date? <laughs> this is Film Sack. Sure. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Film Sack. This is episode 408 of Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. I'm Scott Johnson. Joining me today, Brian, never let a laboof use the ladder done away. Mm, oh, yes, I've made some poor life choices, that's for sure, Scott. Mm, oh, hi. Hi. Yes, this is Spielberg. What am I doing right now? Well, I'm just sitting here chilling and eating some fried chicken with my good buddies George Lucas and Kathleen Kennedy like we do every Saturday night. What's that? We want to do another Indiana Jones film? Nah, I don't think so. Wait, hold on. George is handing me something. Something he wrote on the inside of, my, of an empty KFC family meal-sized chicken bucket. Oh, it's really greasy. Like uh, one of those guys from the 50s. And now... I can see that it is an outline for Indiana Jones 4. So, to answer your question, maybe. I mean, <laughs> I don't think we can top the first three movies. Those movies had like, Nazi face-melting arcs and stolen power stones in the hands of a mad voodoo heart doctor. And then that one with the <laughs> cup of everlasting life with the caveat of having to live alone forever in a cave full of cups you can't even drink from. All right. But I'm sure we could come up with something. Uh-oh, hold on a second. George is ransacking the fridge. Hey, George, stop throwing my food on the floor, you freak. No, no, don't. No, no, don't crawl in there. Uh, now he shut the door. All right. <laughs> Looks like I'll have to get back to you on this, Harrison. Capital idea, old boy. Highest marks. Got to go. <laughs> Kathleen, grab that prop ET finger over there, and let's see if we can prod George to open that fridge. Ah, crap. Look out. He's got the poison darts to keep in the fridge. Drop dead, George. Sorry, I meant drop dead turtleneck. Yeah, well done. Actually, man. <laughs> you actually meant You're turtleneck. You're welcome for the, the theater. Yeah, I enjoyed yes. the theater. That's theater great. The I closed my eyes and I closed my eyes and I could actually smell the fried chicken. Yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah, I need yeah, to yeah. drive home safely and go get my valet and get my car back. This is all good. Thank you for the uh, the, the good times. Hey, let's uh, now move over to Randy. These ants taste terrible, Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Hi, Randy. Did I ever tell you boys about the time I ran a little business setting up little fake towns? Nope. Yep. We called it Hot Rod Facades, <laughs> and we was known for getting all the details right that all the other fake town companies overlooked. Sure, anyone can hang some fake clothes on a fake clothesline, but at Hot Rod Facades, we made sure it was a load of laundry that made sense from a color point of view. <laughs> When your analysts come in later and look at the ashes of the little fake town that you set up, they ain't going to get good data 
if that fake clothesline has both white shirts and red linens. Now, is they? <laughs> now, is they? But no, but no working water. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Oh yeah, no working. Well, no, uh, outside they have the sprinklers yeah. and everything. Going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have the guy washing his car. Yeah, that's but true. But no working water in the in the spigot. I don't know. I agree. I was like, why? Why I, would that not be working? I, I find know. that stuff creepy as hell. Uh, and uh, finally, with us, Brian. When in doubt, do like Tarzan, Ibit. And on that same note. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> oh, oh, hi. Yes, you're from the Department of Defense. Yes, yes, I know. Your secretary let us know that you'd be coming down here to Operation Doorstep, our little fake nuclear mannequin town, corner of the desert. And your courier arrived yesterday with your list, so I appreciate you having that sent down in preparation for your arrival. I did have some questions, though, if you don't mind. Great. Uh, they mostly have to do with the things you're wanting to test in our town. Let's see. Uh, first thing, you're wondering if a newspaper held by a paper boy on a bicycle would withstand a nuclear blast. <laughs> I can pretty much save us all a lot of setup on this one. The answer. Okay. All right. Well, it's your money. All right. Fine. Uh, okay. Another item on your list. You want us to leave the TV on to see if the nuclear blast will change the channel? It seems like a big expense to run some electricity out to the town, set up a TV antenna just to see. Okay, again, it's your money. All right, let me skip down the list a few here. Uh, slip and slide, popsicles. Oh, here we go. Number 27. Yeah, the refrigerator. Um, no, we don't have an issue with using the King Cool Leadline uh, brand. It's the Crisco, sir. You're not supposed to refrigerate Crisco. <laughs> Yes, you are. Yeah, well, maybe. No, you're not. No, you're not. You we shouldn't live refrigerate. In a very Crisco. hot place. Yes, you are. Okay, well, if okay. it's if you're in a hot place, yes. If it's but Phoenix, if you keep it in a pantry in a cool, dry place. Yeah, yeah. Then you don't need a refrigerator. If you live yeah. in Phoenix and don't believe in air conditioning, put your put your Crisco <laughs> in the fridge. <laughs> I I actually did look at Crisco's FAQs this morning when I was writing. My really? Intro. Oh yes. wow, Whoa. man, that's a thorough that's a thorough podcast. Right. I, I don't uh, I don't mess around, my friends. No, you don't. How to keep Crisco in Nevada desert. <laughs> well, yeah, if you live in Las Vegas, I think all yeah. bets are off. It is kind of funny how we have all focused pretty squarely on the <laughs> opening, <laughs> you know, 10 minutes of the movie or so, whatever well, it is. Yeah. And I think that's interesting because it's the part that actually, oh, there's, I have so much to say about Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of this Crystal Skull that came out nine years ago now, uh, which seems like crazy that it was that long ago. Um, and I've long considered it the worst a, thing I'd seen. It was 11 years ago, is it? It was 08. What year is close it? enough. It was, is it? What year is it? Oh, my God. It's, two, it's 2019. It was 2008. That's nine years. Ago. Right. That's nine years. Yeah. That makes sense. Wait. No, that's... <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's 11 it's years. Okay. Is that 11 years? It is. It's 11 years. Oh, yeah, my God. No, my brain went backwards. That's... It's Scott, Scott does math. It's, it's no. Oh, that's yeah, even it's weirder cool. now to think of it that way. But um, right. all right. Anyway, uh, here's the thing that I've never told anybody, and I and, it, and I think it's important to mention this up front because it didn't occur to me until I watched it yesterday again, and this is only the second time I've seen it. First time was in the movie theater. We rented out an entire theater, or we didn't, but a, um, a friend of the family has a business, and they thought, hey, we'll cut work out early and rent this theater. Do you guys want to come? We have extra seats. We said, sure. So we went to this rented out theater, and the movie got as far as the anthill scene, Mm -hmm. and everybody was doing the ant thing and then all the the film shuts off and a bunch of emergency lights come on in the movie theater and the voiceover comes over go uh ladies and gentlemen we there is a fire please do not panic oh my gosh. please get up and move in an orderly fashion right so they told you what to do and what exits to take and all of that and we're like whoa what the hell's going on all right 
In the end, it turned out to be some idiot kid who worked in the like the food area in the main part of the theater uh, burned a pizza or something in the in an oven, <laughs> overbaked a churro. Yeah, something like that. And then it caught on fire, and it and and they just have you know rules. So when the rules kick in, you got to go outside. So we went had to go outside and stand around, and we stood around for like another hour and a half outside. Oh, Moses. It, yeah, it sucked. I mean, it was a nice time of year, so it wasn't cold or hot or anything. But anyway, you're just out there kind of hanging around. And then when they fight or, and, and right toward the, you know, when they were getting close to having everybody get in, I said, you know what? I kind of hate everything that I already saw. So I'm just going <laughs> to, oh. and this is for free. It's not like I'm paying anything right, for this. Right, right, Kim yeah. and I, we're just going to order Chick-fil-A or something and just like call it a day. So that's what we did. <laughs> we left and I forgot that we did that because in my mind, I saw the whole movie. I haven't seen everything from the ants on. Oh, really? Oh, really? This was your first time of watching the movie the whole, the whole way through? The whole way through. It's just because I, I completely forgot I'd only seen part of it. And the part I had seen, which is a good two thirds or more. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good long yeah. way. In there, yeah. You, know? you yeah. hadn't even gotten to the three drops yet. I mean, no. Come on. And I hadn't, oh. did, I hadn't done the whole ship bit at the end or any of that stuff it was all new to me. Yeah. So that was an odd experience last night because I'm like, oh, Wait, yeah, so ants. How did Here's you the know, ants. How did you know it was because uh, we talked about this before and it was like, oh, aliens. How did you know it was aliens? Oh, you then? know aliens early on. Oh, that, the aliens, yeah, they, they do that oh, earlier right, because that's true, that's in the true, camp, okay. yeah, in the yeah. camp they show the aliens. Like, confirmed and stuff. But, oh, well, you're, also, you're, you're right. Like, it, it isn't really till the end that they go, oh, full on. We're going full space saucer here. Interdimensional. But, you're, yeah. but, but earlier enough, it was enough. And I, I don't know. I just, boy, what a. What a bummer I thought this movie was then. <laughs> now, I actually, here's the funny thing. I still oh, think no. It, I no, still no. think no, no, I don't no, know no, if no, I no. Hear this. I'm not oh, going that no. far. I'm not going that far. I am going to say this, though. There are, I think there are moments in this movie that are pretty fun. I think the ant thing is very traditional Indiana Jones and very fun scene. I really enjoy There's it. There's a lot of throwbacks. Like, I, I forgot how, how often in this movie you're watching a new take on the template. Like, it really, it's, it almost could put up the word template on yeah. the screen yeah. where it's like okay now we're gonna have indiana jones and sheila LaBeouf go into uh you know a cave that's got traps right right, right. like and the opening like, of raiders template scene yeah and you know what i mean <laughs> is it like, is it a template or is it just them saying uh you know we just let's just borrow stuff that we did in all the other movies yeah, <laughs> instead of having them come you well, know fly out of a plane on a raft let's well, have them go down a bunch of uh waterfalls mm. but it's a it's a part four you gotta get over that or you're you're never gonna like any movie in a series maybe well, like, maybe but i would have liked four. I, I don't have a problem with them reaching back like i said i think the ant scene is fun i think the raft scene's okay I can't stand the forest chase with the cars because nothing looks <laughs> yeah, real. I, I'm going to say the forest chase through the, uh, yeah. through yeah, the forest chase. Does everybody else get the feeling that they were trying? You know, like, do you remember when we went and saw um, when we all saw Star Wars Episode seven and then Brian Dunaway came in and was like, you know, they put that red arm on C-3PO so they could sell toys. And you're like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, did everybody else feel like they were trying to design a theme park? With rides, absolutely, oh, I felt like that. I was like, "This would be the coolest ride in a theme park." I, I did actually think exactly. I that. think if the movie had done better, I mean, it did okay because it's Indiana Jones. And you're going to sell. <laughs> it tickets. did great. It's the it's the highest is the highest one. Uh, not adjusting for inflation, but it, well, it brought highest the most money opening in. weekend probably contributed to that. Yeah, they did really well because again, and I gotta say, this is that. in my top five of Indiana Jones. So. <laughs> Your top five. Yeah. Now, before we get too far away from what Randy said, I do want to uh, clarify: when uh, Tina and Tristan and I went to 
um, Japan back in 2015 or whenever it was, um, we went to Tokyo Disney and there's like the regular Magic Kingdom side, but then there's also a part called Tokyo Disney Sea, which is like the California adventure of Tokyo Disney. It's like all the other rides. Okay. And one of the rides they have there is Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Crystal Skull. Oh, they, yeah. they, I think Temple they like the this movie Skull. a lot more than we did. Here. Yeah. I remember you saying they, something about this, and the, and isn't it all themed like it? Like they have the is. Crystal Skull. Yeah. So like the waiting area that you're in is kind of like the, um, you know, the area you walk through is kind of like the last temple that you're in. Um, the, the crystal skull is actually there at the beginning of the ride. Your, your car like drives towards it and it, it, it's the thing that causes the, the one of two directions that you go through the ride. Mm -hmm. The rest of it is very similar to the Indiana Jones ride in, um, in, uh, California, Mm. as far as like the, the, you've got the big skull with the fire in his eyes and kind of driving across the bridge and having the ball kind of chase you a little bit, but there are elements <laughs> as you go through this thing. That how, like. how does the ball just chase you a little bit? How does that happen? I want to, yeah. it chases you a little bit and then yeah. you go underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't chase me ball. Hold on. Okay, it's, the, it's, like, it's good. It's good. Are you in a mine cart in the Japanese one? You are, you're in the same kind of Jeep that you were in. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. I always wanted that to be more of a, of a mine cart, you know? Because yeah, right. honestly, Kinda one of like, the uh, best set pieces Temple in Temple of Doom. of Doom is that minecart bit, and it is it is the great. part of of all four movies that feels most like a a theme park ride. Yeah, like that would be the perfect roller coaster to go through. Well, all I I I, I no longer wonder why Shia LaBeouf turned right around and made uh, uh, acted in the movie uh, Nymphomaniac Part One, because uh, <laughs> this in this movie he had his nuts crushed to nothing from multiple whacks from uh, bushes while he was driving through that forest. So. They, someone did seem He's... to hate his crotch because it was <laughs> it was under constant attack. Yeah. I can't think of another movie where uh, a an obvious protagonist, like the good guy who survives and everything, is also the butt monkey as much as this <laughs> one. Like <laughs> butt monkey swinging through the forest, and and I I can't I cannot call him Henry Jones the third. I won't do it. No. He is Shia LaBeouf. That's it. I He's can't even call Shia Indi- LaBeouf playing Shia LaBeouf. I can't even call Indiana. Henry what? Jones the second. I can't do even do that. So, so what, would you, what would you call the dog? Uh, Indiana is what I'd call the dog. But here's the thing: like he's. I mean, I don't think any of us are stupid. So I think we all know that the idea here was probably to pass the torch, and that he would be that, our new guy. A, and that's, that's a good question. It's a terrible well, idea. That, that's, but that's a, that's a good question though. It was that always a a a uh, you know just a misdirection. Because at the end, when the hat flows back in right. during the wedding, uh, Indiana does not give his hat up. No, he, exactly. He like it would have been a very easy thing for them to to commit to that and say, "Yeah, we are passing right. the torch on to Shia, and let Shia pick up the hat and put it on, and then the credits roll." They he want us to believe it knowingly into the distance, and the credits roll. But yeah. <laughs> all I know is I'm they, eternally grateful that that is not the case, and that yeah. he has not well, made. Well, we five still got one movies. coming in 2021. We'll see. Maybe, maybe you know. Maybe yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is he in it? Is he cast? I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. If, I don't know any information about it other than this comes out in. This isn't going to be me just hating on Shia LaBeouf. Uh, I think he's kind of a twerp and a ding dong in real life, and says a lot of dumb shit. Um, this, this, however, will be the part. Where <laughs> yeah, we're this is the part right by. <laughs> but in terms of his acting, acting acumen, and his ability to be in a movie and play a part, he's fine. Like he's really good in Fury, that tank movie. Yeah, um, yeah. kind of jaw dropping. He, he plays a very, he plays a very specific role, 
and he does it well. Yeah. And so I don't hate him for that. He's fine. I didn't miss him one bit in Bumblebee. Yeah. No, I didn't miss him at all, dude. Oh my gosh. I'll take a, I'll take a thousand Haley Steinfelds over one, uh, one Shia LaBeouf, but he, he's, um, he's, I just think it's a bad character. I hate everything about the character. I don't think it fits here. I don't think they needed it. I don't think they needed to drag Marion out again. And if they did, it was the wrong way to do it. I, I just, I, I'm glad they drug Marion out because I, I, I liked it. I liked that part. You liked yeah, Marion, but I didn't mind uh, Marion coming back, and mm. I, I liked seeing it again. This is probably this is probably the third time I've seen the movie. Also, once in the theaters, and then once on video several years ago videotape well not not tape video disc it could be or video streaming video i don't know psp umd i could have watched it on umd who knows i might have actually had umd of this one no i think i just had the fifth element and that's it yeah um but uh everyone did everyone had the fifth element and spider-man choice did you have spider-man yes spider-man that's right yeah that's right anyway um I didn't remember liking Marion being in this movie as much as I did during this watch. Like she's one of the bright spots for me. I'll I'll admit I liked her better here, but then again, I didn't in the first viewing, I didn't get to see it all the way through. So maybe I was left wanting because I only got up to the ant part. Um, But yeah, like she's fine, whatever. I just think his character as this scruffy, angry mutt character, who's like the rebellion age in the 50s and calling everybody daddy-o and stuff i, yeah, I mean that. he's absolutely rebel without a cause like yeah. he's at, he's modeled to look just like uh, james dean and act just like james right. dean and the in rebel without a cause and and Costume angry and for the only reason that he didn't grow up with a daddy right <laughs> right I, you know as, as a character i i think with the time period i think it was appropriate for uh the conflictors wanting to set up between indiana and mutt in the time period, I think it was important to represent his character in that way. I don't know how you could be in this setting with this cast. Well, and that, not go that but direction. that was my other problem is the setting. And I understand that uh, Harrison Ford did not go backwards in time, that he is an older right. guy here. He's in his 60s yeah. here, mm-hmm. late 60s mm-hmm. and uh, or something. Wait, now he's 72. So this he'd only been in early 60s then. Um, anyway, he right yeah uh he he he's not gonna you know they gotta follow the timeline if he's a young swashbuckling dude in the 30s and 40s then you gotta move him to the 50s i get it but i kind of wish they just didn't embrace the whole here we are in a 50s diner and a fight breaks out between the jocks and the stoner guy or the greasers and like oh i didn't i didn't like any of that and then that just leads to well in the 50s what was the hot thing Ooh, alien invasions and area 51 and all this stuff i just wish they'd have gone traditional there are millions of weird, old, legendary archaeological ideas that they could have gone to. Why well, they had to also, go to this freaking alien head thing, I just cannot get my probably, head around. Mm-hmm. Probably my uh, biggest complaint with the film is how much is required of explanation and realization that you're just now having after a 55 year career of doing all of this you're just now realizing this obvious thing apparently mm-hmm. like all that, that happens so much in this movie but you realize hey if we can just explain anything into the plot then we could have had a better plot mm-hmm. well back to i think i think back to scott's uh you know question of the time period i think the I think the the reason why it turned out like it did 
Indiana Jones has always been first. The first kernel of the idea is always what do we want to pay an homage to? The original Indiana Jones was, you know, that homage to the serials. And this was they wanted to take Indiana Jones into the 50s sci-fi. Mm. And 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 that's how you end up with everything else. So that that was from my understanding of, of what I've read about, you know, the, their their thought process. It started there. And then they 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 mixed in the things. So you know, fifty sci-fi is a very uh, specific-looking genre that you can really see. And so they they put all these tropes in. How well they did it, I, I there was a lot. They put a lot in it. There's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, did they do well? I in parts I was entertained. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, in parts, sure, right, sure. I mean, again, I think the when it was when it was the most referential of previous Indiana Jones movies and the action that those movies had, I felt at home. It was like, you know, him getting out of the back of that truck and punching the driver and tossing him out the side. And you only get to see him getting tossed out of the side. I mean, it's like this right. very traditional thing or a, a foreign agent of ill repute looking at the camera yes. and saying uh, shit in whatever language they, they is theirs and the German in the old movies, Russian in this one. Like that's very, Indiana Jones and I and that feels comfortable like an old shoe when it got weird for me and you know what I thought I was going to come back to this and go oh I just can't stand that he's so freaking old that's just me being ageist he's fine he's fine in this oh yeah there's nothing yeah, wrong uh, with a 62 year old Harrison Ford he's buffed out his, looks great and his stunt doubles were directed really well like yeah I yeah. was amazed at how much I felt like even these younger guys looked like him and sort of had this older man's gestures mm-hmm. like I Body really liked everything well they yeah. claim the notes or the sorry the trivia claims that a lot of the stunts were him like him climbing up the boxes in the warehouse is him uh him uh diving through the car is him right, right. so uh, supposedly that's him I don't know how they did, how you they prove did some it. really sliding across the floor in the library. Is yeah, they, yeah, the motorcycle, the motorcycle <laughs> stuff was the motorcycle stuff looked amazing. Yeah, the, the, it was good. The, yeah. the chase through town, uh, they they cut that so well, and they just they they just always seem convincing. I don't think I ever but, went. That's not Harrison Ford. Yeah, but Brian, did did you also get the feeling like there was just one too many car chases, one too many fist fights, oh, one too many? So- like, yes, the, I I did not realize um, until this viewing how many action scenes there were. This no, there thing was enough, in my opinion. Of not so you've near got enough. The, the car chase, car motorcycle chase across campus. You've got the jeep chase that you know the, uh, basically ends with the ants. Well, you forget right, well, about yeah, in, the begin, in, the in the beginning. You got the, the car chase out of the hangar. Yeah, you got right. that. Oh, the rocket out right, of the hangar. Well, yeah. yeah, rocket chase. <laughs> no, no, there's a legit car chase. They're in they're in these military vehicles inside right. the hangar oh, trying to right, drive right, out. Okay. Yeah. Yes, right, that's right, the thing. Right. That's the thing, Brian. You're gonna we're all oh, gonna forget like <laughs> no, we're all gonna forget like seven of the twelve car chases in this movie. <laughs> in the that's scene, that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. The no, opening scene it. is actually a race with a hot rod in military trucks. I mean, this 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 thing is constantly just going, moving. You you've got I think Randy has a point. Uh, but I would actually, this is going to sound counterintuitive, but I actually wish there was more, I, maybe better, but more action because there is a lot of downtime, especially in the first half. Just lots of sitting around talking to Jim Broadbent or freaking uh, yeah. arguing with the kid at the diner. There's there, For me, there's a lot of boring nothing, and I could have used more action, but I could have used, certainly I could have used better action. Than I, than I think that we ended up getting, but I, I I think you make a fair point. And by the end of this thing, I'm not exhausted in a fun way. 
I'm exhausted and like a all right. A lot of that was CG. Like some of the action, the the thing that made the old movies great, it was either is either practical stuff or really innovative miniatures or something that they you know pulled off back in the in the eighties that was amazing. And you were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they pulled that off. Uh, like the minecart scene, <clears throat> just a bunch of little miniatures, and it looks so good even today. And this thing, it's just like, yeah, I, I can see all your 2008 freaking CGI flying by. It's just not. Yeah, it was mostly in prairie the dogs. forest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the prairie dog, was they, that was unnecessary. And then the. Uh, that was, uh, that, but that really felt George Lucasy. I felt like yeah, George Lucas yes. was, was a moment of, that was like, a moment of chuckling. Had walked onto set and was like, hey, can we get some something cute? To can observe prairie, all this, can we get some prairie sequence? dogs like going, "What's up?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I get it, and I think you're 100 percent right. But it's part of what I dislike about George Lucas these days is he just can't help himself but go, "What if we had these prairie dogs who act a little too human, or it's just a little too on the nose with the jokey joke?" Like, no, don't do it. Like, don't. Not everything <laughs> has to be C3PO arguing with R2. Like, like mm-hmm. back off that stuff. And I don't need an, I'm, I'm not saying the I need good, an edgy the good, movie. The good but, news is, Scott, you've ran George Lucas out of town. He doesn't want to make your, your movies anymore. And he just kind of, you know, is he right he's in that, be left alone. Do you write in the 2021 one? Do we know? Uh, uh, that's a good question. Writing, I'm not oh, sure about. Question. Let's see. Yeah. Huh. Probably executive producing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he probably, yeah, I'm sure he's got his name on it. Um, this is yeah. actually the first Indiana Jones movie that had the Lucasfilm intro. Mm. They never Opening. did that before. Yeah, which I mm. Yeah, which is kind of cool. But uh, anyway, uh, so a couple of bits of trivia is pretty weird. Harrison Ford was adamant that they got to he got to wield the famous whip. Paramount executives wanted the weapon to be computer generated because of new film safety rules. The actor branded the rule ridiculous. (laughs) That rule belongs in a museum, Dad, he says. And then they they let him use it for for more of the stuff. And then several weeks into production, Harrison Ford saw a blonde woman on the set. And asked who she was. I love this one. He was yeah. told it was Kate Blanchett, whom he had been mm. working with in costume and didn't recognize her without the black wig. I just love really? this idea of 62-year-old Harrison Ford going, hey, how are you? Who are you? Who's that woman over there? Yeah. <laughs> Get off my set, he said. Uh, and then no Pat Roach this time. You know, your big uh, burly yeah. dude yeah. to fight. He died because he died in 04 or whatever. So you can, couldn't have him. But well, and, and, of course, no uh, Sean Connery, which is like a big letdown when, you, when you're watching the movie. And you just keep hoping, oh, they they got to trot out Sean Connery. Like, it's it's such a, I don't, I don't even know. Like, it would be like going to watch a Star Wars sequel and you never once hear the Imperial March. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. I, Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 you know, I didn't want sh- I, the 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 picture of him on the desk looking up longingly was enough because I no, mean, no, it was yes, the worst. He, he did he yeah. did come along in the Last Crusade, but he really he's he wasn't there the whole series, so it's okay if we leave him behind. Because would well, you really want the grandpa dad? So oh, trifecta yeah, no argument. Kidding. Would you really want? No, you that? don't. No. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. The original script had Henry Jones Senior. Short round, Sala and Willie Scott. Oh, really? They all shows up. They all show up at the wedding at the end. That was the original plan. Oh, that'd be nice. That oh, that really? yes, that's where I was going. Like like, don't give me this stupid picture on the desk. That just makes me want to see him. Give me give me him at the end. Get, like give him one good line at the end of the film. Like come on. I'm just picturing. I can't help this, but I'm picturing all four of them sitting in the same row at the wedding. 
and yeah, it's and it's course. old man Henry I, I Jones. Them, you got right. short round with the, the hat. Front row. Yeah, right. And have you ever seen parent, that going? monkey brains together. Yeah, well, yeah. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the movie Big Fish? Uh, yeah. Yes, love, love Big Fish. Yeah. At the end of Big Fish, every single character in the film shows up for a wedding at the end, mm-hmm. or no, I'm sorry, a funeral at the end. Yeah. And then they're all outside, and there's this like parade of weirdness. Yeah. Like that's what that's what I want. Yeah. I want you this want... movie to end with every living character, every character. I guess there were some that didn't survive, right? Like, uh, well, Saul is alive. Uh, Big fish? Are you uh, talking about? Uh, no, in Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know. Brody. Uh, oh, Brody how about Jock? Because that was his. Uh, how about his remembrance how about, plaque? There. How about Jock from the first? Uh... Yeah, we never do see Jock. <laughs> once, once he says a snake on the plane, you're no no longer yeah. a friend of me, Jock. Oh, that's just my pet yeah. snake, Reggie. He always says that's the most he got. <laughs> Was there any? Was, were there any in the, those monkeys that were flying through the through the air? Didn't them have any poison dates? Did anybody happen to? <laughs> no, but it would have been grip? great if two or three of those made it to the wedding. Or showed up to the good. wedding. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you want more something like the game, the end of the game with Michael Douglas, where at the wedding it's everybody yeah, who's encountered there. Fire. Yeah, I love uh, that. We were all just kidding all along. <laughs> Let's have a round of applause. Yeah. Look, the ark is actually uh, hors d'oeves inside, and you yeah, can. That'd be great. You got a little, uh, speaking, you got a monkey holding a jar with three or four of those red ants. It would be awesome. Speaking of uh, of tropes like these, um, I don't, I don't have a name for it, but there is man, there's a trope that just bugged me in this film. Yeah, and that's where uh, John Hurt's mind is addled, but then he gets released from the mind addling at sure. some point, yeah, and sure, he's right. totally cool. Yeah, right. Yeah. There, it was, it was a jarring moment. I didn't like it. It is the it is the amnesia knock on the head to cause amnesia and then knock on the head to stop amnesia kind of thing. Yeah. It's like right. when, when Homer got smart because he had a crayon up his nose. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> yeah. It reminds but, I mean, me of what that. the idea was though that he was carrying this immense amount of information with the communication with the skull until he was released from it, right? Yeah, right. I mean that's until the idea. Left. That's uh, that's the right. idea of it, but I don't know if it worked for me. And I did I I, I will admit to some I miss john hurt a lot like i really think that guy yeah, is interesting yeah, yeah. and having him no longer be in movies is a real bummer to me and obviously it sucks that he died in general but uh he's he was only the he's like the same age as uh harrison ford or roughly when yeah, he died right so what what's, was he like uh 50s he was only like 60 60 something yeah pretty well, pretty Connery's young he's only 12 years older than uh, harrison ford <laughs> right so. that's a good point and I wonder. He was actually Howard. seventy. He was actually seventy-seven. He was born in nineteen forty. Yeah, he was seventy-seven. Yeah, he was seventy-seven. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way John Hurt survives uh, going over those falls. I'm oh, sorry. No. None there's of them. No right. None of them survived going over yes. those. Yeah. The three drops. It's just but a big maybe... boat of dead people, and the movie would end right. there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. First so maybe fall. the last scene is the afterlife, and we just haven't fully appreciated Whoa. how complex this film is. Whoa! <laughs> and then the the wedding is just this too wow. perfect moment of yeah uh, magical heaven. things. Yeah, there's a, a hat blows in. They just don't know it. They're like right. lost. They're they're the lost people. They just don't oh, know. there you go. Yeah, they're in they're in uh, purgatory yeah. or whatever. So that that means <laughs> that that means Mac really didn't betray them, right? He's just because uh, we yeah. ended with him being a double agent instead of a triple agent, or, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Uh, it's also the first film in the franchise, by the way, that Indy does not fire his pistol even once. There was never a gunshot from Indiana Jones. This is 2008. Wait, no, was was that's Spielberg? All, that's, that's a lie. He shoots one of the uh, 
the guys that's about to kill Shia LaBeouf uh, with the blow darts. Yeah, and 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 he shoots uh, the 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 uh, the shotgun. No, he doesn't shoot him. He he go, yeah. jumps up and plugs the hole. No, he shoots. He shoots. He shoots one of the blow dart guys. I could have sworn he like, no, he, like he pulls the, he pulls the gun out, but he doesn't shoot him. I, I don't think no, he I'm, shoots him. And the gun and the shotgun in the beginning, he just throws it on the ground. I'm not counting that right. one. That doesn't no, work. You're not going to count that? No, because they didn't know it was going to fire. He just threw it on the oh, ground. Oh, he totally, he totally knew. That, no, he's Indiana Jones. That's magical. Nope, not buying that one. But the- Oh, you don't believe in magic? You watch this movie, you don't believe in magic? Wow. <laughs> magic heads? Wrong. Uh, I mean, look, if you... Okay, hold on. The blow dart thing. Is it the one where yeah. he blew it back into the guy's throat, which is awesome, no, by the way? That, that is awesome. Although, no, he, he wouldn't you have the non-poisoned end of the blow dart? Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you blow it hard enough and it hits your brainstem, I guess it doesn't matter because you're out. But that was a very cool throwback to me, like the old, like controversial Indiana Jones of the '80s, where they're like, "Oh, we gotta have a new rating system for movies. This is too hey, hard." If it, if it, what if it was a double-tipped dart? Maybe, right. maybe that's yeah. just right. there's just some purpose for that. Yeah, right. Yeah, two tips sure. better, more exactly. more likely to hit your target with two tips, just the tips. But anyway, I think, I, yeah. I think seeing these seeing these couple of. Uh, Aztec tribes and different tribes that they encountered along the way it really made me kind of go, Ugh, I don't ha- I don't like how one dimensional these characters are that they all just run around and with squat legs and, you know, and hop around and stuff. I'm like, I don't know if I like this representation of these tribal people. It's yeah. just a weird it was just a weird representation. I, again, yeah. it felt like it was out of a template uh, of Indiana Jones films that anytime you go into any kind of crypt, what you know, whatever that may be, there right. are some uh harpy midget brown guys <laughs> yeah, with right, face right. paint on They're and just all they waiting. They've just been sitting <laughs> yeah, there waiting yeah, for somebody yeah. to show up. <laughs> weird. By the way, weird. I did I did just scrub to the that point in the movie on my iPad and he pulls his gun out and the guy runs away. Yeah, I guess he yeah, didn't yeah, he just I don't know why I thought behind. Yeah, he never does. Yeah, he's behind it, which Sh- is only slightly. I mean, that's the one trope they didn't wheel out again is the whole somebody being all fancy with their weapon and then him just shooting them. Like every movie's yeah, right, played right. off of that since Raiders, and this one didn't do that. So there's that. I Two. was yeah, I was trying to think of a moment when when there was some you know over the top move, but I, I couldn't think of anything. There was something almost reached it. Like uh, I know there's a there's a scene where. Uh, he's fighting the russian yeah. and he nearly gets sucked into the to the blades and stuff that one's mm-hmm. oh yeah, that, that had a similar this, yeah that guy was basically movie, the stand-in for that this guy. movie however had a a continuity error throughout the whole film almost ah, from the beginning here? throughout the whole film <laughs> hmm. and i couldn't stop watching for it and i was waiting for that continuity error to subvert the trope of <laughs> the knife at a gunfight or whatever and the continuity error is they just can't make up their minds about what is magnetized to that freaking skull (laughs) yeah right the magnetism was terrible i'm so glad you brought that up that's awesome like like you carry the skull into a jeep and the skull doesn't just rip itself out of your hands (laughs) right it's the side of the jeep yeah, yeah like you're, the, you're the, right. The, the magnetic thing, always from the beginning, when it was in that wooden box, and then all of a sudden they start moving it, and then the yeah. lights overhead start moving with it. And I'm like, that makes no sense. No, it they got even it got even worse because that continuity is even worse because it also they made a point of how Crystal A isn't magnet doesn't shouldn't have uh, possessed magnetism, right, right, and right. B, uh, it's pulling stuff like gold, which is also not magnet 
magnet right. uh, affected. But I, well, but, it's alien magnetism. Right, sure, but then alien magnetism should be sucking everything from everywhere all right. the time. Like it's we're selective okay. alien magnetism. <laughs> That's the thing. That's my continuity error. We're okay with the phlebotonum. We're not okay with the inconsistency, and and right. any viewer is going to eventually notice, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I, so. I thought about that too, and I'm really glad you brought it up because I forgot to write it down. Um, but I hate that kind of stuff because the minute you open that can of worms, you're like, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? And it just compounds yeah. itself, and pretty soon you're like, well, what is this selective magnetism, as Ibbett says? Is it like, well, it's only good for scaring away the the bugs because the bugs don't <laughs> right. like the magnetism, but then. I'm- Sometimes grandpa brings it out and a bunch of coins come his way, but that's <laughs> yeah. it. And I'm sure that they would say it has to do with a connection to a person, right? right? Like right. When, the whole time that John Hurt's handling it, it seems to be less magnetized yeah. or right. selectively magnetized. And so I'm sure they would say, well, you know, in, the lore here dictates that Hurt has this special connection and it turns off the magnetism or whatever. And that's fine, but you, ha- you kind of have to present that. You can't just ask me to assume it. Yeah. Apparently you can. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently they can ask. Now whether you accept them or not is up to you. But uh yeah, it's a it's a it's a really funky thing. Um here's what I like though. The movie decided in the one way it wanted to be a throwback, it would be very obvious about it. So here we are in that giant warehouse at the end of Raiders, and guess what? Here's a peek at the Ark, which is now broken open a slightly little bit. Here's the Ark of the Covenant. Ooh, I remember that from a movie a long time ago. And now they're running around uh Marshall College or whatever it was called. And what do you got in uh, in there you, on the blackboard? You got uh, oh, yeah. Shankara stones from the the, the thing. They're all drawn up there, and uh, some names of the people from that from that movie. The only thing they didn't show was anything from the <clears throat> from the Grail, because what do you show? All that stuff stayed in the cave, right? It was all just a you chose wisely to get the hell out of here. That right, was it. Right. They so did some cup on they his did. dirty cup on his uh, desk would have been awesome. That would have they been did. Great. <laughs> yeah, it would have like world like with carved in the side, world's great uh, number one archaeologist right. or yeah. world's <laughs> <laughs> they did did you notice though when they're when they're uh just yanking some boxes down on their way to the crystal skull yeah. that like they had a a few broken open and just some like random like gold artifacts just sort of like strewn around the floor like yeah, yeah. that's that's one of those things where i'm just like whoa wait a minute indiana mm-hmm. jones is gonna say something about that right. surely right nope. also the size the size of that place ma- making me believe that your wreckage opened the actual Ark of the Covenant box in this vast, never-ending space. Mm-hmm. It's a little too convenient, you know. There, there, yeah, it's a movie that that is uh, held together with coincidences. Yeah. Yes, and luck and, and timing and, and uh, luck, just just in timing. Land refrigerators, yeah. right? See, I don't I don't mind that kind of thing in a in a Indiana Jones movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it. Is fine. I mean, he he obviously is borderline either superhero or some kind of enchanted, charmed individual. Mm-hmm. And charm things happen to him. So I, that, I guess that, so. That doesn't bother. I me. guess so. And that's what we love about him. He's swashbuckling. He's a throwback to the right. '30s serials. Like it's all those things, and that's what it should be. And at its heart, it's it's always been true to that. I just feel like there was an energy and a I don't know something about the early ones. Maybe the whole thing is that I was a kid. I mean, maybe that's all this oh, is. Yeah. Maybe 100% of that is this. And if I was some 40-something-year-old dude in 1981 <laughs> or whatever, or the first one came out, I might have been Skeptical Bill. 
going, man, this is just the shittiest. What the, why is this entertainment? We've come, this is old. Like, I don't know what I I would have done, but I, I I don't think you would, I don't think you would have had any trouble uh, being an older person when the first one came out. I think, I think that one was accessible to most people. I think there was enough uh, weirdness in the second one, even though I loved it at the time when I was a kid, I got to say that part two may have been more like what pull that guy's heart out and it beats your hand what yeah. this is crazy some kind but of voodoo witch doctor with a supernatural as opposed to aliens yeah well, but aliens it, what, is, what is what is alien stuff in this movie but supernatural it is but that's the point like there's something wrong why is it that my brain is perfectly willing to accept something like weird stones that make people crazy or the ark of the covenant's got this power to it or uh, there's a you know uh, the ancient uh, curse that's on the freaking uh, cup and all that. Like, why is that hundred percent fine with me? Right. But when they go alien, it feels like a weird <laughs> wrong move. It just because, feels wrong mm-hmm, to me mm-hmm. because yeah. it changes it changes the potential source of all the magic, and it does it in the fourth movie rather than like halfway through the first. Right. If if it had been established early on that there's like a 2001 a space odyssey thing going on in indiana jones's universe mm-hmm. where there you know a lot of this stuff may have been originally touched by beings from another dimension and that's why the holy grail is incredible and that's why the ark of the covenant is incredible and so on like then you would have just been fine you would have been just like oh i'm gonna spend four movies getting to those aliens that's kind of cool kind of but this this feels like a retcon yeah you can't help it yeah there's there's been human magic up to this point no what this feels like this this feels like (laughs) shia labeouf jumping a shark going retcon that's how this feels because it doesn't i don't like that idea like it's supposed to be mysterious they're supposed to be dark dank tombs it's supposed to be ancient civilizations and it's supposed to be perhaps dusted lightly with some mythological stuff and that's great right it's always yeah, it's worked. supposed to be archaeology right. not not uh not outer spaceology well, you know. what's the word i'm looking <laughs> for what's the, what's the astronomy, astronomy or uh, <laughs> Alien Xenophilesology. Right. So it's not X Files. I think it's because it it crosses over in in this area instead of being uh, more, I wouldn't say religious based because two of them were, well, it's not more religious based than the prior ones, whereas this one seems to be more. like we said, alien based. I, I I couldn't quite pick the difference, but they they're all supernatural. But yeah, this is a different kind of supernatural than the than the well, previous. It's, three. I, it's something about us but, as humans because we're in, we're we're intrigued by old things, and the older they get, the more mysterious they get because the history around them is weird, or the people at the time you know would see a an eclipse and think that this is a you know this is some end of the world moment, and so they right. they 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 record it as such. They write down their histories of it, and they go. And it's passed down for generations. Oh, the day the sun was blotted out by Zeus himself. Like, they have fun with it, or we have fun with it, because they didn't know any better. And so there's something about that. And then when it leaks over and becomes real, it's like, oh, it's real. But it stays ancient and old and secret and hidden. So even when Indiana Jones gets back to town, he's pissed at uh, Flubbers, or whatever his name is. Uh, uh, sorry, what's his fat name in uh, Star Wars? Um, what's his fat name? Yeah, Porkins. Porkins. He's mad. What's, at, what's your fat name? He's mad. <laughs> he's mad at Porkins Flubbers. because Porkins is just Flubbers. hiding it. Right? They're they're not letting the world know. That's partly why I think Raiders works so well 
because Raiders is willing to say archaeology, archaeology, action, 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 fun character bits, bat, 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 uh, love story. And at the end, ooh, mystical, magical, scary, ooh. And at the end, we're tucking it all away because that's what we do here in America. And it's the yeah. nicest, neatest package. It is one of those movies I will go to my grave and say, Raiders of the Lost Ark is a perfect film. For what it's trying to be, it's a perfect film. I love it mm-hmm. from top to bottom, and it's packaged perfectly. Uh, I like Temple of Doom, but it's not packaged as well. And I like the third one, and it's just not packaged as well. This thing is just a scatter shot of bullshit, and it's and it goes places it shouldn't go, and there's no tidying it up. Like, there's no tidying up this alien crap. It's just dumb. It's dumb. And I love the cast. Ray Winstone, one of my favorite actors. Love that guy. Could watch him do anything. Uh, freaking, I love what's her name, Kate uh, Blanchett. She's great. Don't care what she does. She's she's mesmerizing. Harrison Ford. Everybody except maybe Sheila Booth, but all of them are great. And then you just give me this thing that feels like you're just I don't know phoning it in. It's Spielberg and you know the two yeah. two of the biggest filmmakers of all time making a thing right. about the, one of the greatest series of all time, and it should be better than this. It just should be better. Yeah. Oh, I'm off I, my soapbox now. I'm fine. Okay, now. thank you. I, I just want to follow on one little thing there. And that is, and we talked about this on FilmSack before. I got I got some heat from some listeners for saying this, but I think we need to retroactively bring Spielberg down a notch. I think we've we probably gave him too much credit for popularity and didn't notice that he's not the greatest filmmaker. Ooh. I'm gonna I'm gonna you can you can you can say that I I've had trouble with Spielberg, but I I think I think he is like any other artist. I think uh, it, through time, I think he's tried to be things other than Spielberg, and I think he was trying to be something other than Spielberg here. I, and I think when he tries to do that, he 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 missteps. And I, but I've also seen him rebound. So I, I still think he is a I think he's still I, always been a great director. I think he's always been a great visionary. I think he's just had, you know, you guys are yeah. smoking he's had, I don't think experiments, smoking crack, both of you. And this is what I'm going to say about that. He wedges these little throwaway popcorn movies in between Oscar winning masterpieces. <laughs> so right. so right. I don't right. know if I buy okay. that line. Now, if you want to say he's not as good of a general audience entertainer director anymore, I sure I could buy into that. But if you look at the year 2008, which I'm doing now, uh, don't look at it too long. Hold on. Those are. <laughs> Don't look at it. His credits You'll are ridiculously long here. Turn okay. into an ox. Yeah. Here we go. So, 19, or, so 2008, Indiana Jones, Christmas, King of Christmas Skull. Christmas Skull. <laughs> Kingdom Christmas of Christmas Skull. Skull. Christmas, Christmas. Uh, before that, he had Munich, The Terminal, Catch Me If You Can, Minority Report, AI. Okay, all that. After that, he had uh, uh, War Horse, Lincoln, Lincoln, like Bridges yeah. Spies. Like the dude. If, I, I just don't think it's I don't think that's accurate. I think if anything, it's that he can't he's having a hard time getting back to his childhood wonder years. Mm-hmm. And and this is an example of that failing. And and also, I don't want to put it all on him. I think George Lucas's script is just not great. I, I don't think I don't think Spielberg is trying to get back to anything. I think maybe we're putting pressure on him. We would like for him to get back to the, where he was. But or, I think or we're, yeah, or we're just expecting the same things that were yeah. so influential to us in our youth. The things we loved as kids, we wanted to do those again. And those, we're different people now. We want different things out of movies. So if he were to deliver that sort of thing, yeah. we'd be disappointed. Yeah. You're seeing someone who has the 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 luxury of of a great you know history where he can he can make a movie just because he wants to. 
and he can try different sure. things and they may fail. Yeah. And well, uh, all right. Well, last year was Ready Player One. Yeah, uh, kind of a throwaway, fun movie, rubbish. but kind of throwaway. Yeah, it's not. Right. You can have some we fun with it. We would have loved but... that a lot more yes. when we were fourteen. If if yeah. I had seen it when I was fourteen, but had also had forty years of history with uh, video games, then yes, mm-hmm. somehow if you can, so, yeah. and that's the problem. The, the the story sucks, so he's like stuck with that. You know? Yeah, that story's <laughs> overrated. It's okay. It has some great ideas, but that that's all right. Book's I like overrated. The book. Read yeah, the book. It's really throwaway <laughs> though. When you're done with it, when I finished, it, I went, "Oh, that was fun," well, and then I quit. Yeah, I mean about that's it. what it's yeah. about. It's about popular culture. Of course, it's throwaway. That's what. I'm just saying there's just not there's not a lot of depth and and you're right I totally agree with you that's I think that's why it's a little bit throwaway but for him to do Ready Player One right after he does The Post an Oscar worthy and winning film um, that's just that's his thing now and I think that this was one of those this was 10 10, 11 years ago but it was just one of those he just sneaks it in between it's like when he did Jurassic Park and Schindler's List in the same year and now Jurassic Park's a great movie don't get me wrong I think he's still Mm -hmm. Still one of his. I think that highest. movie's overrated. Oh, anyway, you're ahead. insane! You're insane. <laughs> it's one of the best movies ever. I, I, it's almost a perfect movie in my mind. But the, but Schindler's <laughs> List is could not be more different, right? And so, I don't know. He always just surprises me. I'm not willing to say, ah, oh, this is him losing it because since this 11 years ago, plenty of rad stuff, and he keeps right. doing little things in between. Oh, here, I'll do the BFG. Where's that? Uh, sandwiched right between Bridge of Spies and The Post. <laughs> what, what are you, when are you going to do um, uh, The Adventures of Tintin right before I rap on Lincoln? Like, that guy's like nobody else. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. insane. And I just think this is yeah, his I, biggest misstep. I, this and Hook I, are my least favorite movies he ever made. And, and I want to be really, really clear. This is like a thing that I, I've talked about recently on this show where I'm saying what you guys are calling a nine, I'm calling a seven, mm, right? Mm. The guy, the guy has made some insanely good movies in his career. Like just off the top of my head, Spielberg made *Empire of the Sun*, *The Color Purple*, *Saving Private Ryan*, *Amistad*, *Lincoln*, uh, *Jaws*, like *Munich*. The, 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 I just think I named eight movies, right? Mm-hmm. It, really great films. Yeah. Well, we'll add *Jurassic Park*. That's eight. Yeah. Really, really great films. Like we disagreed on how good *E.T.* is when we went back and rewatched it, but like those eight films alone are unbelievable any director should want to have eight legendary award-winning films like the ones i just named yeah i'm just saying you can't count on him the way you can some directors that are really choosy and come along and make uh, you know the auteur experience once every four years you know what i mean yeah you just like he's just not that. Who, who would you put and in that category now because i think i agree with this but i'm trying to think who who i would actually call that tour that comes out every four years and then leaves i don't know who that is is there somebody who's doing that still so uh i mean they all have their niche though like that's the thing spielberg tries to be general where like if you love martin scorsese he i think he is sort of the gold standard right if you if you love francis ford coppola like that that kind of thing yeah but i've Uh, seen i've seen uh you know godfather three it's terrible (laughs) It's terrible. They he screwed. He couldn't have screwed that up more. And 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 nobody really understands why. I still don't. But to go from one and two, which are masterpieces, to right. three, which is seriously a garbage poop shoot, is so bad. Garbage. <laughs> and so so I don't. I think they're all fallible. I think Scorsese's got. Oh, he's got stuff that I go. What were you doing? Like, I I think that that's part of. I think we have to get away from this idea that there's any such thing as a. Like the only guy that's really never let me down right now, working modernly, is uh, 
Denise Villeneuve. Every one of his movies mm, yes, has yes, intrigued always, the hell there out was, of me. There was a one misstep, but you're you're right. He he has been most consistent about, for me. Yeah. What about uh, Christopher Nolan? Uh, I think that Christopher Nolan's that third Batman movie sucks. I don't think that third Batman I, movie's good. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. I I disagree with that. Do, oh, uh, we but, should have a whole show good, about it's this. It's not as good as the first two, but I don't think it's a I don't think it's a misstep. I, I just think it's not as good as the first two. It, mm. But but the it's just you know it's another Batman movie. Like what what can you do after Dark Knight? But but like. <laughs> Um, you know, if you love Guillermo del Toro, like he he makes a movie for you every time. If you love Darren Aronofsky, he's making movies for you every time. And Spielberg just is a really general director who ch- does a lot of different things. And the BFG sucks. Mm. Hey, whoa, back up the truck, my brother. <laughs> Sorry, I meant to say, and Minority Report sucks, Brian. BFG does not suck. And I love Minority Report. I mean, we could get into the, the nitty and the gritty of all the, yeah, I like this, right. you don't, that sort of thing. But if you just right. look at, like, full I, careers, right? there's nobody like have, him. There's nobody we, we, who's who's got the the impact that Spielberg's had. I think that's just not an, I, I it's not an, it's a it's a completely um solid position to take that a category of one yeah in in terms of directors like like when when i start saying things like what about directors who've made lots of films like woody harrelson uh woody uh allen or spike lee or you know uh, even even in (laughs) in their weird like a a person like wes anderson who makes a really genre film yeah you know you're just gonna go like how are you comparing these people to Steven Spielberg because mm. of those greatest hits? Yeah. No, well, a- and I and I don't think Steven Spielberg really should shoulder the blame for Crystal Skull, too. I don't think the problem was directing. I think it was, the problem was writing. And that's Jeff Nathanson and, and George Lucas. Yeah. Yeah, those guys deserve... Who's Jeff? Jeff Nathanson? Nathanson, by the way, wrote Speed Two. Come on, it's oh, Speed Two. My yeah, but I don't. Lord. I, I gotta. I gotta he did write Catch Me If You Can, which is. Really I gotta good. disagree oh, yeah. a little. I gotta disagree a little bit because uh, George Lucas didn't write. He used a lot of CG in that jungle scene. I don't think. Oh, so I, the, the, the but things, the problem, the wasn't, the problem felt, wasn't the CG. I mean, the CG in the jungle scene was noticeable. The CG, you know, the the prairie dogs and stuff. I mean, but it's right. but it comes down to who wrote. The jungle scene. Who said, "Hey, let's right, have right. Shia LaBeouf, um, is not City Kid, all of a sudden be as good as Tarzan at swinging through vines and then be able to travel faster than cars?" Yeah, on vines. <laughs> yeah, that that is that's my chief complaint. Is that I know we're supposed to check our brain at the door a little bit with these Indiana Jones yeah. movies. That's part check of the crystal skull at the door. It's part of the it's part of the arrangement, but you can't have sixty three year old Harrison Ford flying through miles of air and then massive wipeouts on the dirt and ground and a radiation filled uh, nuke explosion and have him survive. I'm sorry. You just can't. It, he's yeah. not living through that. So you just, you can't, uh, you can't, I mean, Temple of Doom makes some of these same mistakes and it's why a lot of people put it lower on their list. And I agree with that. I think I like Temple of Doom a lot more than a lot of people, but I think mm-hmm. it's got these kind of same problems. Like a yeah. lot of the same issues happen. The raft, the raft out of the plane, and you know, coming landing perfectly on the mountain to be able to just slide down comfortably and land. But coming, know. but coming to Last Crusade was them going. All right, you guys, ground yourselves a little here. Let's go. Let's get back to why. Let's get right. back to the to a more. Um, you know, this is how Indiana Jones should be, and not quite so wacky. And they got it. They nailed that there. And they and they still had their little magic bit at the end, but they save it till the end, just like the arc. That's what you do. 
This is the part of the trope they didn't do this time, and it's just screwy. The minute there's a head with freaking alien eyes in it, I'm out. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, because aliens aren't, you can't, at least with archaeological digs, you can go, oh, this ark is a thing that we found in the dirt. And we know what exists because we've found all these books and there's all this intrigue and mystery about ancient writings and everything. This is just hokum majokum. It's that guy with the dumb hair on History Channel going aliens with his hands out. <laughs> like I yeah. uh, just can't. Yeah. I just can't do it. As, you know, as well. I I I feel like the I I don't. Know, I kind of liked some aspects of the alien idea. I I really thought I the the idea the the kernel of idea they had in the beginning that kicked this off. Mm. I think was I, I think would have been a really good end product if they could have brought it in a different well, way and it'll be i think it would have been fine in a different movie you know in a in a, in a movie series that didn't deal more with it. yeah exactly <laughs> in a movie series that wasn't archaeology focused for the first three films and then moves into aliens yeah because so you're, you're, say, you're like, saying something like, like sudden, stargate would be great Stargate, something like Stargate this. is like all great. All of a sudden, if if uh, you know, instead of deciding to be uh, to to explore space, if the Star Trek Enterprise crew decided to, well, I was going to say do aquatics, but that would be Star Trek Four. You, you know, you're you're basically descri- <laughs> you are basically describing Dan- Daniel's archaeological character in Stargate. I mean, that's kinda, basically kinda, what Stargate yeah. is. But but that's but see, that's the whole premise of that. Why do I love? I, I, right. I make all this bad talk about aliens, but I love. Uh, X-Files. Love it. It was one of my favorite series of all mm-hmm. time. I loved everything about X-Files. Why? Because the premise was consistent mostly throughout. There's some trouble in the later seasons, but whatever. It was pretty much a consistently, are they out there? I want to believe. Who's the smoking man? Like Great stuff like that. And they were consistent right. with it. This thing says, alright, I know we spent a lot of time with ancient human history. <laughs> now... We're gonna play around with 1950s hypothetical alien man. Like it's well, just we we, it, we often think what well, right and the reason why X Files works in my opinion is because it, it really a show is not really about aliens. It's about conspiracy and the FBI and the conspiracy to hide information, information to find it. Yeah. So it all works. It all works fine there. And this movie was also about uh, the real gold for for humans is is our knowledge, and this is a quest for knowledge. And it yeah, you're right. It it. It kind of played in because he's a teacher and he's always trying to in, impart knowledge and it's very important to his character, but it never quite it never quite gels. And yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna argue with you. I and think the, it actually you're right. I think I think there was some potential here, but it just it just never reached it. But it's still a fun movie. Also, I had if, also if you're if this woman with you is the lady that was literally tied to a pole with you and yeah. had to close your eyes while God's giant monster ghost ripped a bunch of Nazis apart. <laughs> like yeah. you just don't have petty arguments about who's dating who and why am I yeah. like you, yeah, you're but- past that. You've transcended that. You're on a different level now. I'm not saying it makes it so that you should stay together or any of that. But but you shouldn't be sitting that, around arguing about that stuff. It's just like isn't you, that one of the but isn't that one of the charms of Indiana Jones? His character never changes, and and so uh, as a result, his his character really never changes or relationships never really change as well well I th- but i feel like that's the flaw mm. like yeah, the biggest flaw. the biggest flaw in this film is that it doesn't show that over the course of the series anything has changed for anyone mm. right and it should it, yeah. that's, but that, that's, like, that's the idea behind a serial i mean your character never evolves it's just 
here's right, the adventure yeah. next week. Yeah, imagine if MacGyver was slowly getting more and more depressed <laughs> until he just couldn't do anything <laughs> because all of these crazy experiences were taking their toll. Right, right. Oh, that's too funny. I, I yeah. just don't have it in me to bend a paperclip anymore. Yeah. I just, I just <laughs> I'm done. Just, just blow me up. Yeah, I, blow me I, up already. I do. I do really like the. I wanted to finish the previous discussion with a question, which was, "Who would you have had direct this?" Because I have a really good answer for that time for 2008. Like, who would you have had direct this? Uh, uh, you know, and maybe maybe exert some influence on it in their style and whatever. Oh man, I mean, mm. I uh, Gareth Edwards, who did the King or the Godzilla reboot. He's he also did that Star Wars oh. movie. Some people like and some people nice. don't. Uh, but I, a guy like that maybe, or, um, boy, who else is doing fun uh, action stuff these days? Well, uh, JJ Abrams, kind of the super eight. Yeah. But he's, he's basically, isn't he basically just Spielberg light kind of, you know? Sure. And maybe that's what we need though. Maybe we need someone who's, who's, uh, looking at this with fresh eyes and isn't saying, well, in the fourth movie, he needs to have a baby. (laughs) And in the fifth movie, you know. No, that's fair, but I also don't love what he did to the Star Trek movies at, exactly in the second right. one anyway. Um, I don't know. I I, I, I want, Spiel, get, I want Spielberg to do it again. <laughs> I'm fine I, with I that. I do, too. I, mean, mm-hmm. I do over. That's that's kind of how I feel, too. It's like, Spielberg, just, just try again. How about... Right. So I feel like that's a bit of a reach. And like if if you were making this movie now, I would want one of the younger like the directors in their thirties, like Ryan Coogler or Jordan Peele or Taika Waititi, to to have a crack at it. But in two thousand eight, I've just I've been thinking about like how interesting would the Alfonso Cuarón version of this movie have been? Like he had made Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, right? Yeah. He had made Children of Men, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got that Roma that Ibit likes so much. Like oh. that, that Roma movie. <laughs> Roma's gonna win the best picture. I just don't like, didn't like it as much as the other ones. Yeah, but yeah, no, I sure. Ooh. There's other people that could do that could take tackle this. I just feel like it's a, I don't know, dude. I want the Spielberg thing. I just want a better story, and I don't think that was on him here. And also, those guys have been friends too long. They are they they walk around and money is stuck to them constantly. Like they don't they don't have the perspective they used to have. Certainly, Lucas doesn't. Um, not in his, and, from his early days, and so I and, uh, different writer guys. And we'll talk about this again in, in uh, like three weeks. But do not count out Black K Klansman for the Oscar for Best mm. Picture. Like they, I could see them giving director to Cuarón and splitting it so that they're able to have uh, Spike Lee on the stage at the end. Yeah, I did. I did enjoy um, Black Klansman. Yeah, I it hear was, that's uh, great. One of my two favorite uh, movies that have black in the title that are nominated. <laughs> What's the other one? Black Book. What is it? Black Panther. Oh, Black Panther. <laughs> oh, yeah, duh. That's the only other one with the black in it. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded wrong out of context. That's the only other one with the black in it. There's a black in that I one. I heard there's, there? some, there's a few blacks in there. I've heard. I got to go. It's been good doing shows with you guys. <laughs> uh, all right. Gross moment. You guys have a. You got oh, a, I got a gross moment. What, what is it? Gross moment that freaked me out. Maybe yeah. not you. Let's see. When shit. Shia LaBeouf reaches over to the table next to him and goes, pardon me while I dip my comb in your Coca-Cola. Yeah. Dip, dip. Yeah. Oh. And starts brushing oh, his hair. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell was that about? That was gross. I don't know. Yeah. That was, was a like pomade. Coca-Cola right. pomade. Yeah. You done with this soda? <laughs> you guys you are, are now. You guys are squares. <laughs> I know what I'm doing, daddy-o. Like, I hate that whole era. Oh my gosh. I hate it. 
kind of the greaser rebellion 50s yeah. thing it sucks it's not fun i don't like it i'm the wrong guy for it i'm sure somebody somewhere is like yeah but happy days are freaking with it no it's all bad the fonz was bad it's bad okay it's not good mm-hmm. greasers freaking the movie grease f you not watching you ever again really oh, i hate it i hate it that's not an air i like rolling up your cigarettes and your little freaking wife beater uh, short sleeve <laughs> shirt and the the freaking pants with the cuffs there at the bottom and the whole ugh, hate it hate it beat nicks and like that whole like beat poetry stuff they used to do this is a, uh, hey, actually, gillis and oh, won't you, won't you tell us what you really think scott I actually i didn't need this movie to be set so late i could have taken it five years or seven years earlier than the setting yeah. Like, yeah, I thought, like, it, was, I thought was, it was kind of odd. Fifty-seven. That was like near the end mm-hmm. of one of the red scares, right? I mean, so it was kind of. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they didn't really make much of that. Like, uh, uh, you know, like, oh, uh, the Russians are here. Okay, we didn't. Uh, like, the movie doesn't depend on that. They could be right. Russians, and it could have been nineteen fifty-one or nineteen forty-nine. Yeah. According to trivia, there was going to be some uh, originally going to be some holdout Nazis, like leftover Nazis. Yeah, yeah, Nazis. Nazis. Oh no, not the leftover Nazis <laughs> over. Leftover Nazis. Oh. <laughs> Took those thoroughly. Yeah. yeah, no, you wake up the next morning and you're like, oh, we had a big party last night. Oh. Yeah. Sir, do you want a, Nazis. do you want a box for the, your Nazis? Take them. You can take them <laughs> Man. Take, take those home. Uh, he, <laughs> Should uh, I wrap them up for you? <laughs> he's always he's always said that he he regrets the way he portrayed Nazis in the Indiana Jones movies, um, and would never treat them lightly again. Uh, ever since Schindler's List and all the stuff he learned there, so I I, I suspect that that was cut because he's not into it now. But who knows? Right. The Russians. He was he was perfectly happy to make fun of these Russians, though. It's like let's do it. Let's have ridiculous accents. <laughs> A lot of those guys are Russian actors, but uh, she is obviously not. But um, obviously yeah. not. And obviously. so him him sussing her out by her accent and dis- deciding that she's from not eastern but western ukraine which yeah. i was just like no yeah. i'm sorry no not not yeah. kate blanchett i learned yeah. accent from watching rocky and bullwinkle <laughs> exactly it's gonna sound more like i don't know who's I, don't, I know you're doing a rocky and bullwinkle thing but i don't know what character that I'm doing is the time doing natasha oh okay that's a lady all right uh for me it was just like the, if, the, if he had said if he had said you sound like you're from melbourne australia doing a Ukrainian accent, then I would have laughed and enjoyed it. Like, yeah. but, like I don't know. Say what you want about Russians and Russian mobs and Russian crime and Russian and all the good things that happen in Russia, uh, good people in Russia, all that. Forget about all of it. What I want to complain about with the Russians is that shitty dance they do, that thing where they kick their feet out and have the short legs. Well, they have their uh, arms folded and doing the... Yeah, it makes my back hurt to look at it. I can't even stand watching it because it looks like it hurts and it annoys me. I don't know why. It just wow. anno- It always has. If you'd have asked me when I was 10, I'd have told you the same thing. Like, why do they dance like that? That's stupid. Like, I hate it. I don't know why. I just hate it. This tradi- That, hey, you bushka, bushka, bushka thing where they're kicking their legs out? Sucks. Yeah, it's it's called uh, Prisyadka. Prisyadka. Oh. Jeez, look at this. Look at the, the info dance. coming out of you. Oh. oh, yeah. Well, those fighter guys down there in the temple, that was called Capoeira. Ca- capoeira. Yes. yes. Boy, capoeira. was it. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I, they guess, were like... I guess Capoeira was having a moment in 2008. <laughs> Maybe. They were, they... And then the, uh, the, the, the natives in the, uh, the final alien temple were doing the Lambada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were. They were. Uh, finally... 
Uh, what do we need to watch one of those on film sack? Yeah, by the way, we should do that. I'm ready. Yeah. yeah, we should do that. <laughs> My body is ready for us to watch that crap. So the one thing that should have been grosser, but wasn't so much because I knew it was CGI, but I kind of wished it wasn't. It's a Russian guy trapped by ants and mm. a whole crap load of them just funneling down his throat. Oh yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty. There cool. was a lot of ant goo porn, right? Like. Uh, uh, Kate Blanchett slamming her legs together and splattering <laughs> Ant on the on the camera. Yeah, that was pretty good. Wow. Yeah, a couple I was, times I was like, was this meant to be three D? Because yeah. this almost has a three D vibe. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, maybe they did do a three D showing. No, that oh, was I, this would have been yeah, pre like too early. Yeah, mm-hmm. Avatar was the next year or something. Which is weird. If you say to me when was Avatar and where, and when was uh, Crystal Skull, I would have I'd swap the order. Because yeah, my brain yeah. just works that way. It's just weird. I, this movie does not feel as old as it is. Because I think it's because it was so in our face and so speaking to us as our generation of of lovers of Indiana Jones and was so anticipated and blah 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 blah. That I just uh, it's a thing out of time. I don't really think of it as eleven years ago. It feels like does last it, year. Does it suffer the curse of high expectations? Oh like, yeah, like big time. Like that's my biggest thing. I think my expectations were way way higher than what we ended up getting. I think for me anyway, I mean, I can only speak for me, but I think this thing had ridiculous expectations attached to it. And how do you, you know, how do you achieve that? The only reason the Star Wars, uh, the new Star Wars movie, uh, particularly seven did okay, I think critically and with fans was they played it so damn safe and just stuck to the script, right? They just went, oh, well, this is a Star Wars movie. So let's basically make episode four again. Everybody loves that. So here's that. Here's one of those. Whereas this was them. I can, you know, it's like I'm at cross. I'm at a cross point here. It's like on the one hand, I want them to make a better movie. On the other hand, in a lot of ways, Crystal Skull plays it safe because they know what we want out of an Indiana Jones movie. I don't know, man. The movie mm. just conflicts me. I'm conflicted. So what? Uh, what's an? What's another movie that pops to mind for you that was super anticipated and that cursed the outcome of the audience? And you don't get to say Star Wars Episode One. <laughs> oh, well, what about Star Wars Episode Seven? <laughs> what about or two or three or any of those? Yeah, right. Um, um, I mean, that is your ultimate example. But what else out there? I don't know. Ghostbusters, uh, the the female uh, Ghostbusters. Maybe that. Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, I had a high expectations for that, and that's just not a good movie. It's not that I, I didn't have any problem with the female cast. In fact, they're all great. I loved all the mm-hmm. ladies in it. I love yeah. the, I love the idea of it. It's just a poorly made film. It would have been. That was all right. It was not all right. I wouldn't say it's poorly made film. I don't know about that. It's a piece of poop. It's a piece of poop. It's not a piece of poop. It is a piece of poop. It's like a little piece of poop. (laughs) What? 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 uh, Rotten Tomatoes score do you give a piece of poop usually? I'd put it in like the twenty range. Twenty. Yeah. Let's see. Out of a hundred. Yeah. If if it's any less. Out of out of a hundred. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say twenty out of a hundred. Yeah. What would you? What would you? What did it get? Go look it up. Well, let's say the the uh, would, freshness the freshness rating was a seventy four. Oh, really? Wow! And and this movie also suffered from something uh, that uh, Chris Skull suffered from, which is okay or not the worst critical reviews, but uh, audience review scores lower. Usually, the critical reviews seem to be uh, lower, typically. Yeah. Oh, this twenty sixteen was seventy. How was it? Oh, that movie sucks. What? It didn't suck that bad. Ghostbusters, right. Ghostbusters 2016, Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon movie. I mean, the... oh yeah, I thought it was better than the uh, the Two? old one with the with the men. 
Well, wait. You're no, not wait, saying wait, the original wait, 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 Ghostbusters. Better than the first one? No, wait. No, now you're going too. Yeah, they've you're gone saying, too far. You mean two? <laughs> so if, you're, if you're saying Ghostbusters two, you and I, you and I are in complete <laughs> right. agreement. If you're saying Ghostbusters two, if you're saying Ghostbusters right. one, here is the moment, everybody, where Randy and Scott part ways forever. <laughs> I I wanted to say, like on on the topic of anticipating films, the the one that I think a lot of people forget also happened in 2008, mm-hmm. which was low, not great expectations for Casino Royale led to incredible expectations for quantum of solace and quantum of solace could not possibly stand up to the expectations that were coming into it so same year as crystal skull people went and saw james bond movie and were like "Eh, yeah yeah i mean i don't know there's plenty of these i think there's lots of movies we could look at and go overhyped didn't live up to it the matrix sequels there you go those are two that just oh yeah very good yeah Yeah, those those made you want to die right (laughs) I wanted to die in those movies. I was like, come on, just kill me. Uh, all right, let's get to, uh, let's do some clips here uh, from our fine film. There aren't a ton because it's just, I don't know, there's not a lot of like, oh, that's a goofy piece of dialogue. I should capture that. Instead, it's just a lot of random stuff. So uh, one of the things I always appreciate about the uh, the Crystal Skull or the Indiana Jones movies in general is I think they have excellent punching sounds. If someone gets hit yes. in the face, it's always fantastic <laughs> and over the top and great. And, uh, Only this, the freshest meat gets yep. hit in the Foley studio. <laughs> right. Only the biggest slab of beef possible gets punched. Right. <laughs> and that's what this sounds like. Oh, it's so good. It's the best punching. Name a movie with better punching. And the first movie, uh, Raiders also had it. It was great. Just lots of good. Oh, right in the freaking. Yeah, there's like a like, like a drum sound in there. Yeah. A, yeah, like a little sound of like a little bass. Yep. The sound of like a two by four hitting a wall. <laughs> so good uh all right here's him figuring out accents well the way you're sinking your teeth into those wubbles i should think maybe eastern ukraine <laughs> wubbles wubbles <laughs> kind of made me want to die there a little bit um all right here hard man to read you're a hard man to read dr jones ouch <laughs> i don't know why he's ouch. ouch why would he say ouch that, that yeah. was an insult i don't know that's why I kept the ouch in there because I don't understand. Darn, it. I, I like to pride myself on being easy to read. That's right. I belong in a museum, Dad. All right, here's another one. Uh, oh, this is a, a, a pseudo sequel to um, Seven. So here you go. What was in the box? It was the head of. <laughs> what was in the box? Yeah. Come on. What was in the box? <laughs> what was in the box? Did Harrison Ford ever do a movie with Brad Pitt, or am I making that up? Was he ever? Yes. Did they ever do what something? Did they do. They did. They did do something. Cry me a river. Crime of passion. passion. Or like it was a Crip, crippling, oh. crippling passion. Cry I'm, I'm me a The devil's own. The devil's own. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he was like a hitman or a bad guy or something. Brad Pitt was, and then I don't know how it went. They committed a crime of passion in that film. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> he brought him a box and he said, "What was in the box?" Okay, great. Here's a better. Everything's better with broadband. That's my. BWB is my theory on all movies. Better with broadband. The FBI showed up this morning, ransacked your office, searched all your files. Uh, uh, all my files? Yes, I can, can, can. I just want him to sing. <laughs> I love him. He's so great. Harry Potter is great in that. It's great in everything. Name something Brent, Jim Broadbent doesn't make better if he's in it. Name it. You can't. It's not possible. They're all better. <laughs> my, how, about, uh, how about my lunch? 
Get out of there. Get out of there, Jim That's Broadbent. Dead. Okay, you're right. And make your lunch worse Don't if he's in your lunch. Fridge. If Jim Broadbent's digging through your tuna salad, it's worse. Right. It's not It's not better. No. Um, all right. Here we get to meet Mutt. Name's Mutt. Mutt Williams. Mutt. Yeah. Got her name is that. So when I picked, you got a problem with it? Take it easy. Take it easy, kid. It's, it's one I picked, and I am the screenwriter, and I was trying to foreshadow that he comes from two different backgrounds mm, biologically. Yeah. And also, we named the dog Mutt. <laughs> <laughs> we named him Mutt Indiana. Hey, you know what? Uh, the, the, the trivia claims, I don't know if this is true, but it claims that um, John Williams goes by the nickname Mutt Williams, and that, no, that's, that, that's where, that was an hmm. honor to him. Which, by the way, stellar work is always from John Williams. He makes yeah. he makes, yeah. makes good soundtracks. Turns out, and he it, doesn't care about the crap on screen. He just makes the music good. Yeah, that's all that matters. All right, uh, now this is what happened after Ibbett pulled his wiener out on prom night. Okay, this is a <laughs> some exclusive audio. I don't know how your mom finds this stuff, but I'm super glad that she thinks I, of me when she finds it. I feel like we've heard this one before. <laughs> you might I just have. want to say that you might have, but here's here's the reaction to. Again, Brian Ibbett with his wiener out on prom night. He's been wrapped up for 500 years. Air doesn't agree with him. There you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. It just just vaporized yeah. as soon as uh, yep. as soon as the zipper okay. opened. Yeah, got to give it some air. All right, talking over each other like a podcast is what this sign or this uh, clip reminded me of. Now, How many good men died because of you? Here. I don't have any idea what either one of them said to each other. So. Yeah. The They're McLaughlin just... Report or something there is what we're listening Angry to. acting. Yeah, it's like a Fox News channel. Thing. Now, How many good men died because of you? you? Okay, geez. They're, they're in four different quadrants on the screen. Uh. <laughs> yep. Nobody can uh, nobody can agree. Pundits everywhere you look. All right, here's a uh, nose breaking. I'm going to break your nose. That's pretty good. I like that. And he did. Well, he can do it Twice. by going. There you go. I should play those yeah. a little uh, That sound was made by, uh, uh, it's made by, Hitting some gloves and some jackets with a baseball bat. Oh, I think it's a cane hitting a watermelon. This sound according again? to the according oh. to the link I I posted. Oh, oh really? Oh, let me yeah. see. I want to see the, in the twi- in the Discord. Discord. Oh, yeah, you sure did. Hold on. Punch is great from hitting gloves it? and jackets with a baseball bat. Why didn't I get it in the Discord? No, oh, I did. There you go. Oh. Indiana Punch Sound Tutorial. Wow. Cool. Let's see. The Soundkeeper. Indiana Jones uh, recreate. Oh, so they recreate it. Oh, interesting. Punch and whipped tail distorted. What's this? Oh, oh wow. Yeah, he he did some. He uh, went in and watched a bunch of interviews with Ben Burt, who uh, did the, I guess the sound work. Yeah. Well, Ben and Burt's famous for this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, listen to that whip. Oh, listen. Cool, dude. Okay, I'll dig with that later because that's awesome. Nice find there, Dunaway. That is really cool. Why is my dog in here whining? Why are you even in here? How'd you get in here? What do you want, Mutt? Yeah, Mutt. Yeah, Mutt. exactly. Get out of here, Mutt Williams. All right, here's a line. Um, I don't. You're my dad. I don't. <laughs> here's a here's a comment. I don't remember the context. So I'll just play it. I usually do. Oh, it's the way she says it. I hate how she says it. I usually do. I usually do. Usually do. I usually do. <laughs> She was sounded like she was uh, doing something somewhere between uh, Dolph Lundgren and uh, Sylvester Stallone. There, that was <laughs> even in a cheesy role like this. I find her captivating. Oh yeah, just so yeah, she's good. she's not 
she's one of the better things in this film uh accent aside she's still you know she's freaking she's effing kate blanchett yeah she's fcb yeah that's a movie you don't want to see effing kate blanchett don't look for it here's john hurt i haven't played him yet he didn't talk a lot but when he did he said words return like that he'd say return or whatever and then finally you're looking for a date yes i sure am there mr jones mr dr jones all right uh that's i was the- hoping you'd have the very last thing which was uh like run away like you did and then it's almost like it's almost like the end of a sitcom where everybody just starts laughing and they freeze frame <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that much that's a great idea they someone should do that all right here's um what is this shit oh sorry i'm not supposed to play that <laughs> the, sorry this It's Der Film's cha- uh, shack <laughs> checklist, the film sack checklist. Uh, we get getting whacked off a cliff with a rubber tree. Check. That happened to a few people. That didn't right. sound right. Uh, ants of red make me wet the bed. Check. That's good. And we miss John Hurt. Check. That's the uh, truth. Oh, it hurts to admit miss John Hurt. Yeah, it does. Uh, Star Trek Connections, we have a few. Pashada, or sorry, Pashta D. Linkenkoff. That's the, Pistachio. <laughs> sure he's a russian soldier he played a romulan commander in the 2009 star trek uh john braver he's staff uh car driver and did stunts he also stunt double for tom hardy and nemesis and for Farron tahir and background stunt performer in 2009 star trek and then alan dale he played general ross not to be confused with the one from uh, the hulk right not thunderbolt ross. no no uh, he Fred played Ross. Praetor Hyron in Star Trek Nemesis. A lot of Nemesis actors in here, mm-hmm. which is a way better yeah. Star Trek movie than you guys all remember. It's fantastic. What year was Nemesis? What year was 2002? One? It was right. I know it opened the weekend. One of the Lord of the Rings movies opened, and it was a terrible idea that they did that. Right, right. Oh. Yeah, 2002. Yeah. Scott. But I love that. I think Nemesis is rad, and people who love disagree it. with me can bite my chode. Um, all right, here's a Twitter post where you guys sum it up. Oh, we already said Soundtrack Grave is great. It's good. Uh, mm-hmm. A Twitter post where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. Let's begin with Randy Jordan. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Mm. Very many men and two women <laughs> wrestle for hours to establish that one of the women is taken by the alpha male, just like a Saturday night at Ibitown. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta let it air out. I um, always forget that might be coming. Yeah. <laughs> Just like a certain idea. Yeah, yeah, see? <laughs> it works with anything. It's it really, really kind does. of the greatest thing. Yeah. I love it. Uh, okay, who's next? Dunaway. Uh, uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And I'm out of characters. No, wait, wait. I got a few more. If reacting is acting, then Spielberg captured all of that and a greasy LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> greasy labouf that's a bad sex move don't yeah. ever there was a lot of uh spielberg is very much directs his actors to uh, forward the action with very uh, long and, and deep reactions mm. to everything they see yeah and, uh, it's one of the things i actually enjoy but can become annoying if you become too aware of it if you pay too much attention to it yeah you're gonna get in right. trouble uh-huh. and then someone will poke you with a puke stick all right finally it. <laughs> brian ebbett Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Ever since Indiana Jones drank out of that old man's sippy cup, he's been acting really strange. <laughs> You've chosen wisely. 
You chose wisely. Wesley. All right, here's this. Wait, don't take it. Don't take it out of the room. Yeah, don't take it out of the room. You're going to turn into a crusty old man. I just got handed these alternative titles. This movie was almost called Indiana Jones and the Lack of Radiation Poisoning Despite Direct Contact. <laughs> hey, I, I was going to guess that the grossest thing for you was them yeah. taking this brush on the end of a stick to your to your junk. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. I was. I, a bath. If somebody yeah. came at my junk with a broom, I would die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would well, die before you even he got just, there. He just died right there. Yeah. He died before he even got there. Uh, the other choice was Indiana Jones and the Last Idea. So there's that, and it didn't quite go over. <laughs> and we're all out of ideas. Yeah, we're all out of ideas now. Uh, hey, check it out. We got some emails from listeners. These come to us at filmsack@gmail.com. I got two quick ones. First one comes from Kevin, who says, "My friends, oh, I like this. Uh, on your latest episode or recent episode of District Nine, you mentioned uh, managed to get through an entire episode without using your favorite four-letter words. This is the guy that's keeping the swear jar for us. <laughs> oh wow, okay, jeez. Uh, says yes, Dunaway. Let slip the word dick, but I will allow it. Oh. Yeah. Is that a bad word? He says he'll allow it. It depends on context, I think. Dick okay. Dick can be yeah. taken places. Apologies. Um I will <laughs> He says I will well said. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's very portable. Um I take or sorry, I will take this heavy jar to my credit union where there will be no fee for cashing in coins and send you the entire contents plus a little extra on top. You mentioned mm. the great uh the great Brian Regan, who manages to do clean content brilliantly. You are such great conversationalists, and I want to commend you for that episode. And for what you all do every week, kind regards, Aww. Kevin. Well, we've blown it a little bit this week. There's been a couple of s words this week. Sorry. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. If we were to curse more, he would have gotten. We would get more money. Yeah. He'd be. He'd be taking more money. The credit union. Yeah. You're, you're tempting us in the wrong direction. Yep. Ass bitch. Yeah. Uh, shit. Ass bitch. Fit. Shit. <laughs> no. Hey. 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 Those I don't want to make money that way. Shit. That would be. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Randy. I do. What? <laughs> I'm a gamer. No, I'm a gamer. I want to min-max this shit. The way you said it was really funny. Like, I think you should go back and bleep as many of these at the end here as you can, because right. it's way funnier to hear the bleeps than the the actual words. Yeah, and I'm going to bleep every time I'm, the word Kevin comes up. Just kidding, Kevin. <laughs> uh, I love his emails. It's great stuff he's doing that. Yeah, he sent a picture. Sure. I, I don't have it here, but it's a photo of a jar full of pennies and coins and things. It's pretty oh, great. that's awesome. Uh, Bernie Walter also wrote in and says, um, guys, it's not good. Where do I even start? Uh, oh, what's wow. he, oh, he's talking about this movie. The sets oh. look incredibly fake, even though they had a budget of 185 million. The film spends the first 15, first 15 minutes battling you over or batting you over the head with the idea that it's the 1950s. Steven Spielberg, mm-hmm. a couple of establishing shots could have been done in three to five minutes. Kate Blanchett is reduced to speaking in a bad accent. The stunts are run-of-the-mill and ridiculous at the same time. The story feels like a generic knockoff of an Indiana Jones movie. I think we made that pretty clear. Uh, it's the... Sorry. It the, uh, If the title had been anything else on it, uh, this would have been easier to swallow. Shia LaBeouf is terrible. Uh, about the only good thing in this movie has to offer is that it's under two hours. I skipped like 15 minutes of this film and missed nothing. Rotten Tomatoes has the film at 78 and Certified Fresh. They are wrong, but I love Film Sack, though. They are burning. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, some of that I agree with, some of it I don't. Uh, I think we can all agree that we hope whatever 2021's deal is, which would be set, okay, let's think about this. If this is set in 57, would mm-hmm. that be set in like 65 or 6? Like, yeah, I mean, if they, if go, they go by go, the... If they don't go prequel or, you know, or something in between one of the other movies, which okay. they do. And do you think, let's take a bet, LaBeouf back or no? Ooh. 
No, he no, said publicly. Explain his absence, though, is the problem. Well, like, he, you know, if you don't oh, have the booth, you have to explain why he's. Oh, not there. easily, they, he'll have a picture on his desk, <laughs> and, and he'll be looking up longingly, I, and he'll go, "I hate that I." I can't believe gone. that imposter tried to pawn himself <laughs> off as my son. Yeah, or I hate that but I had to kill be, him. He's going to be married. I'm not sure I want this. Okay, now here's the thing. Uh, Honey, I'm off to go <laughs> go uh, <laughs> go in a cave and look for artifacts. What if What if they get... <sighs> you know okay. what I would prefer? Here's what I'm I prefer. I'm not sure I want this. Here's what I, I want Spielberg I, to do. I'm going to tell you. Okay. I'm going to tell you what you want. All right. You All right. want this movie that we just watched yeah. referenced him being captured by Pancho Villa, which is going to be like 1920, yeah. 1921. Oh, right, we right, do right. another jump back gonna, like we did with We're going to have a 1921, and this is important, starring Alden Ehrenreich. Who the hell is that? This is very important. Who's that? I don't know who that is. Who's Alden Ehrenreich? Han Solo. Yeah. Oh, he'd be all right. Yeah, he'd be great. No, he'd be great. about I, it. I still think Chris Pratt could probably pull it off. I think here's what you... I think you're not wrong, and that was exactly what I was going to say. What I want is not to continue... The timeline. I want to just have some adventures in the past. I cast somebody new, maybe one of those dudes, maybe not, but whatever. St- Spielberg, you still direct it. You still make these movies. I'm fine with that. But just go back and have them looking for the secret trinket of the ancient deal. The and- secret right. trinket. <laughs> we already know, thanks to, the, thanks to the TV show, we already know he lives well into his like 80s and beyond yeah so so we don't have to like have the constant uh suspense will indiana jones make it out of this one well yeah of course he will or have How harrison cool. ford waddle out of the bathroom in a bathrobe sit down in a chair and flick open a book like freaking bilbo baggins and go hey look at this time i did a thing the camera zooms in let me tell you about the time I. <laughs> once you bring, once you bring your little of your Ready Player One into this Spielberg, and you can uh, no, have don't Indiana do Jones that. playing some Lego Indiana Jones in his VR. That'd be awesome. No, I, no, I please, no. You're making a terrible suggestion. Please don't let me ever tell you do about that. the time I got the Rosetta Stone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, you go I'm back be- in time, do it in the 30s or 30s, preferably yeah. before Ark. <laughs> And just mm. go swashbuckle your way through the awesomeness that can be Indiana Jones. Like, go, go, go. I I am begging the universe to make Alden Ehrenreich the new young Indiana Jones. I think it's such a great idea because, like, we, we just deserve. We deserve to have an experience where a famous actor ages out and is replaced entirely by another famous actor. Yeah, even though Solo wasn't that great. It wasn't that kid's problem. He was cool. I liked mm-hmm. him in it. Yeah, remember before we saw it and everybody was like, oh, you're not going to like Alden Ehrenreich. He's, you're not going to like him. You know what? No, I liked him. I thought he was perfect yeah, I for liked it. him too. He was I as did. good as, it, as that's going to be. Yeah. It's just, it was just a jumbled story with a, you know, a, a little bit uh, too much uh, sex bot uh, romance. It had problems. <laughs> it had, wait, sex bot? Where was the sex bot in there? There was a sex bot? Yeah, what's his name? Uh, is in love with the robot. Um, <laughs> who is? <laughs> you're talking about Lando? Yes, thank oh, you. Oh, you said you said sex bot. I thought you said sex pot. Oh, no, yeah, yeah you said right, sex okay, bot, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. didn't. I forgot I'm, about that part. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong, I freaking love that subplot, but it was you know it was disjoint. Yeah, I no surprise here. Brian enjoyed Solo. I know. No, I enjoyed it. I just didn't I think it, it didn't live up to what I had hoped it would be, though. I thought it'd be I had no bit. expectations. Yeah, well, that's a way to live. I, you know what, you're yeah. you're giving us some good, solid ground level advice here. Lower your expectations for everything, <laughs> and it'll all be better that way. 
this is probably going to suck anyway, so let's go see it. That's right. Well, listen. Let's you, see how bad they screwed it up. Oh, well, they didn't do so bad. If you at home want to chime in on issues like this and more, just like Bernie and Kevin did, you can send us emails, filmsack at gmail.com. Next week, we're watching what, Randy Jordan? We're watching Lee Marvin, Ernest Borgnine, Charles Bronson, John Cassavetes, uh, George Kennedy, Telly Savalas, Donald Sutherland, and the greatest football player of all time, Jim Brown, in The Dirty Dozen. Wow. That is, I'm excited. The Dirty Dozen is a cool Western. Yeah, cool Western. Not spaghetti. I would put this in the more uh, peck and paw range. Actually, who is the director of this? Hold on. That would be Robert Aldrich. And it's pretty much his most famous film. Uh, I I really want to save it for next week though, so like like don't don't preview it too hard. Yeah, we here. won't do it too hard. Uh, but I I really enjoy this movie when I've seen it, and it's been ages, so I'm excited to see it again. And, and the real test will be, you know, if it doesn't necessarily like traditional westerns, traditional in the in you know non modern, I guess. Right. So right. I'd be really curious what what you think. So this should be fun. Ooh, the, I'm I'm curious as how I'm gonna watch this. I I something makes me want to go find like a console TV somewhere out like a yard sale. <laughs> Black and white only. Right. And just, uh, you know, footy, where, where are you going to watch it wearing like footy pajamas while you, you dang, you dang scabby. Yeah. yeah. yeah, gonna, yeah. yeah one thing I just noticed cereals. here, there's only one person on this entire cast who's still alive. Donald Sutherland. Jim Brown? No, Is Jim Don- Brown alive? Donald. No, he's dead. Isn't he? Oh, <laughs> no, he's dead. Okay. Hold on. Jim Brown. No, he's alive. Sorry. He's alive. Barely. Probably. <laughs> Bare, barely like, he's like 82 but yeah he's getting there donald sutherland though and him i guess those are the only two everybody else on here of note john cassavetes charles bronson ernest borgnine lee marvin they're all gone george kennedy dead 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 mcdead yeah anyway but like save it for next week gonna love it yeah. or gonna hate it something i think i'm gonna love it i'm excited uh, mm-hmm. All right, so there's that. That's next week right here on FilmSack. FilmSack.com. In the meantime, if you're looking for, I don't know, links, archives, all that stuff, it's all available there. We're getting to the point where I may have to start splitting the feed to another uh, to an archive feed and doing oh, less sure. on this one because it's starting to get huge, this RSS file, which yeah. means every time anyone hits it, it downloads that. <laughs> it's It gets out of hand pretty so quick. We, yeah, so we maybe put the first 200 episodes on one feed and then yeah. start a new one. That's what I do on TMS. You get 200 of the new ones, and then there's an old feed where you can get the rest if you need it. And then we lose the old feed, and then people complain. and It'd well, be great. It should do it. shouldn't lose the old feed. The old feed's in the same place. It should. If we lose yeah. one feed, all of them are gone, honestly. So... <laughs> Uh, if, uh, if you, so if you see that or that happens and you're, com- you're concerned and you still want curl in your life, I'll, I'll, I'll make it clear where you do that. That'll be at filmsack.com. And of course, as always, you can find us on Twitter at filmsack, leave us reviews wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian and for Randy. Finish school. We'll see you next time. <laughs> finish school. Oh yeah. Cause you want to finish school. Yeah. Yeah. You're a heartmental leap. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. What was in the box? Here is the moment, everybody, where Randy and Scott part ways forever. <laughs>